The New Grad Physio podcast is hosted by Andy Barker, consultant MSK and sports physiotherapist, private practice owner and the founder of The New Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously worked in his dream role at the Leeds Rhinos as the head of physio and rehab, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes and within professional rugby, football and dance whilst running his own group of private practice clinics. He started the new grad physio to help student and new grad therapists just like you overcome the specific challenges you face at the start of your therapy career, helping you to dodge the common pitfalls that can cause confusion and overwhelm with your clinical practice and stop you getting the patient results and the jobs or promotions you deserve. This podcast will deliver you actionable advice, will help you make sense of your patient assessments, reason your treatments, and patient rehab to get results well beyond your level of experience. You will also discover what you need to do to open doors, to create opportunities for yourself, so you can enjoy the best possible start to life as a new grad physio. So, let's get started. Hey, it's Andy Bark here, and welcome to an episode of the New Grad Physio podcast. In today's episode, I'm gonna talk about the ankle, and in, and in particular, the ankle syndesmosis and when you finish listening to this podcast hopefully you'll have some more knowledge and information that will help you never miss an ankle syndesmosis injury again so i'm picking the ankle syndesmosis and and the ankle syndesmosis injury because it is an injury that so many therapists students and and new grads that haven't seen a lot of you know you might not have, have assessed manage you know rehab this type of of injury and some of that's because you've just not seen a lot of these injuries and that's you know for whatever reason um but a lot of the time you probably have had these injuries before but you probably just miss them and, and probably like most therapists who do miss them incorrectly diagnose them as a simple lateral ankle injury like an atfl or a cfl injury but the big issue here is a lateral ankle injury like an ATFL or a CFL injury requires totally different management to an injury to the syndesmosis. So when we're talking about an injury to syndesmosis, we might be talking about the anterior or posterior, inferior, talofibular, sorry, tibiofibular ligaments. And we might also have an injury to the interosseous membrane, which is the membrane that sits between the tibia and the fibula. So going back to, I guess, your education and my education at university, it's often, and we're talking here about the syndesmosis and syndesmosis injury, it's often an area of the ankle and in an injury that's often glossed over. So it's maybe it's no massive surprise that so many therapists struggle to differentially diagnose syndesmosis injuries from other lateral ankle injuries the ankle in theory should be pretty straightforward to assess you know as the, as the ankle as a joint it moves up and down and the mechanisms of injury particularly are often really clear so when to get a lateral ankle injury you have to invert your ankle you know to injure the the atfl or the cfl 
you have to ultimately invert the ankle. With a syndesmosis injury, the, the usual mechanism of injury is either forced dorsiflexion under load or more typically dorsiflexion, forced dorsiflexion when the foot's in an externally rotated position. These two movements are completely the opposite. So why is it that so many therapists, you know, get it wrong? And I guess the important thing here is that you need to know the difference between the two because their management is so different. And if you miss a syndesmosis injury, particularly early, then your patient or athlete could be in big trouble. And there are some simple tests you can use, you know, to help you avoid making these types of you know, mistakes. And again, not only the mechanism is different, you know, but you know, you, you really need to need to know the difference bet- between the two. And and I guess that in part, you know, helps you or, or your patient's going to tell you, you know, a lot of the not the answers that you need. So doing a really good subjective history with your patient is going to give you some of the answers. Again, their mechanism of injury is so so important, and ultimately, it's going to tell you what objective test to do and what particular what you know special test to do. The mechanisms are very different. The management of a syndesmosis injury versus a lateral ankle injury again is totally different. So we need to make sure and where possible try and identify the mechanism mechanism of injury, sorry, for your your patient's injury. I have spoken about syndesmosis injuries in the past on this podcast, um, blogs, um, I've done webinars specifically on the syndesmosis, and I've got quite a lot of content within my new grad physio membership um, on the ankle syndesmosis, both assessing these injuries, treating these injuries, and rehabbing these injuries. And this probably in part comes from, I guess, my own story as a new grad. And again, you know, missing these types of injuries, because I certainly did it as a new grad. Um, and one of my most memorable, you know, fuck ups really as a as a new grad was actually missing uh, an ankle syndesmosis injury and at the time it was it was even worse than that because at the time just starting out at you know working in professional sports straight from university I didn't actually know what the ankle syndesmosis is I still to this day and I actually went back and looked through all my uni notes lectures and I was one of those students who used to print everything out I had all copies of everything um, and I'm pretty sure we didn't even cover the ankle syndesmosis at, at university or if we did it wasn't something that was featured on a lecture slide or you know it must have been glossed over um, which wasn't great for me because I'd gone straight from uni straight into working in full-time rugby uh, and I, I was having to deal with injuries quite frequently with you know, other injuries that happen quite a lot in contact sports like rugby typically when you know, an athlete will get tackled from behind and their foot gets forced into that dorsiflexed, you know, externally rotated position causing an ankle syndesmosis injury. And again, we at some points, you know, during those early few years working in sport, we probably actually had more ankle syndesmosis injuries than, than lateral ankle sprains and, and, and issues. So I guess these experiences for me and, and really feeling... You know, not ready to and not really sure how to deal with these injuries led me down the path of wanting to learn a lot more about the ankle syndesmosis. And to the point, you know, when now I've obviously developed different ways 
to, to, to assess, to, to manage these types of injuries, which is obviously what I'm trying to impart now through the the new graph physio and obviously the content that I put out both in the blog and the podcast, but also within the, the new graph physio membership content. Um, so in terms of special testing, you know, we do a subjective, we, we hopefully nail down the, the mechanism and that's going to give you a real, real good guidance as to, to what tests you need to do. So if you're suspecting an ankle syndesmosis injury, the first test I would tell you to do, and the first test that I do, is the squeeze test. So when we're doing the squeeze test, what you're doing is ultimately what the test tells you to do. We're squeezing the top third of the tibia and the fibula together. So what we're looking for here when we do this test is we're looking to actually try to compress the superior tibia and fibula together so it'll it'll cause a, a I guess a, a moment arm at the bottom of the of the tibia and fibula, so at the distal tib fib joint, which is the syndesmosis joint. And if there is a lack of integrity there, i.e. the ligaments have been damaged, they're not doing their job, the, the tib and fib at the bottom will actually come apart or splay. So in terms of symptoms, no, that's not something we're gonna see through the, the patient's skin. What we're looking for here is when we do this test and when we squeeze the top third of their tib and fib together, we're looking for a reproduction of pain. This pain might be in the front, in the back of the ankle, or maybe in the front and the back. So again, when we squeeze together at the top, the, the bones of the lower leg come together at the top and they'll come apart at the bottom. When the ligaments are doing their job, you know that movement is very minimal. The ligaments just check that movement and stop the the distal tip and fib splaying open or, or opening up. So again, it's really important to understand that some movement and widening of the syndesmosis joint is normal to allow the, the ankle to operate as it does. But if the syndesmosis ligaments are damaged, we're going to get excessive widening of the joint and this test will become painful. So just to, just to reiterate, a positive test is pain in the distal tip fib joint with the squeeze test. The squeeze test it's well, uh, itself is a really easy test to do. Um, you can use it with acute injuries. It's should been shown to be pretty sensitive and specific to actually diagnosing syndesmosis injuries. You know, you, you're not gonna get pain when you're you know doing the squeeze test with a lateral ankle injury like an ATFL or, or a CFL. You know, um, a positive test with this, you know, we're getting pain with the testing in the front and in the back, potentially in both, is going to be indicative of a syndesmosis injury. And if you're doing this test with your patient, with your athlete, and everything else is pointing you towards a syndesmosis injury, like their mechanism, you've seen them do it, they report clearly the position their foot was in, like that dorsiflexed, externally rotated position we mentioned before then I don't think, personally, it's necessary to do any additional testing. You've got a mechanism that fits their injury. You've got a positive syndesmosis test. That's, again, a test that's sensitive and specific to a syndesmosis injury. You don't need to do any additional testing at this particular point. It's not going to, again, change the diagnosis. You, you're pretty clear there you've got a syndesmosis injury, and then you need to manage 
the cinders most injury. I see this all the time with with new grass particularly, and you get you know a positive result. Everything else is pointing you towards an injury, like that cinders motor injury. But it happens all the time with all different types of of injuries and joints. But then you want to do another special test, another special test, another special test. And again, all you're doing here is just irritating your patient. You're probably making their injury worse, giving them more pain, irritating their problem. Um, in terms of a joint that's unstable, like with a cinders motor injury, those those ligaments have been damaged. The, we've got an unstable ankle here. So you actually stressing that joint is probably actually making their ankle more unstable. So, you know, I've seen it in the past where you've got therapists that are testing someone's you know ankle syndesmosis joint using a squeeze test or some of the tests that you might do almost every day they're in a boot taking them out every day and you know stress testing them and again that just irritates them and then they wonder why these sometimes their patients their athletes are actually slow to settle if you've got a diagnosis you know and you're managing a patient for example maybe putting them in a boot potentially on um, elbow crutches to help that joint settle down you don't need to be testing them every day you know you're clearly going to need to test them at, at appropriate time points to, to determine if they're improving with your management but not you know each and every day which i see a lot of a lot of therapists doing remember that special test our provocative test they usually elicit either pain or instability sometimes both so again we need to be you know thoughtful and we need to be you know to reason when we're actually going to to use specialists not not only when we're trying to find diagnosis but when we may be using these special tests as an as an objective marker to determine that the progress of the patient or athlete that we're working with so i hope that helps i hope that's giving you some more guidance as to i guess my go-to um ankle syndesmosis test again that can be used for for acute or chronic um problems there are more tests you can do clearly and you know if the squeeze test is negative i would then go to, to probably using a dorsiflexion external rotation test or an external rotation test off the the side of the bed so i hope all that helps if you want to know a bit more about ankle assessments, how to differentiate between different problems, a bit more maybe about the ankle syndesmosis, what it is, the anatomy, how we assess, how you actually would manage an injury like this in terms of the treatment techniques you might use, the rehab progressions that you would go through, then you can find out more information um, about my membership uh, and all that content around the ankle syndesmosis and lateral ankle injuries and also medial ankle injuries is all in the membership. So head to newgraphphysio.com forward slash membership to find out more. If you're interested in getting involved, then just fill in the quick form that's on that page. Um, click submit. That application gets sent through straight to me. Uh, and it'll be me that replies to you. It's not some robot or someone um, elsewhere in the <laughs> elsewhere in the world or one of the, one of the team. It's me. Um, I'll get right back to you and I'll let you know if the, the membership might be appropriate for you. So head to newgraphysio.com forward slash membership to find out more. Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you have planned, and I'll speak to you all again very soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the New Grad Physio podcast. Before you head off, I just wanted to make sure you did not miss this. Alongside his podcast, Andy posts a weekly blog on his website, www.newgradphysio.com 
You can access all his blogs and loads more resources like his recent PDF, The 5 Breakthrough Steps to Confidently Treat the Shoulder Right Every Time, Avoid Mistakes and Stop You Feeling Less Adequate Than Other New Grads. This is Andy's most popular resource and has already been accessed by thousands of therapists just like you. To get a copy of this PDF or to get more information about Andy's upcoming courses or find out more about his new grad physio membership, head to www.newgradphysio.com. Have a great day and we will catch you on the next podcast episode.